0: Level of La Latina partners with working women and mamas alike to guide them in achieving fulfilling career and life goals through financial empowerment, professional or leadership coaching, and personal wellness. Find the unique coaching you need to succeed. You're listening to Vettel, Ceci, and Irene, and we are Level La Up Latina. Welcome, welcome to another episode of the Level of La Latina podcast. This is episode 167. This episode will air in September, and today we're going to be talking about transitions, any kind of transitions, whether it's career transitions, in your personal life, relationships, kids, back to school, todo tipo de transiciones. Um, we're also getting, we're recording early in, you know, in the in the middle of the summer uh, to transition also to our new normal, you know, Vero is getting ready to have a baby, so we wanted to make sure that we were ready and that we were delivering weekly episodes to our listeners. So before we start chiming in, ¿Cómo están chulas este bello domingo de verano? Bello domingo. Como que, from the last time we recorded,
1: we... um So much has changed. I'm just kidding. Um, I love the fact that you're like delivering weekly episodes. We are so committed to these women and to our podcast that I'm like, baby, you stay in here. My husband's like, Beto, you're going to record again. I'm like, look, I'm trying to just stay clear for as long as possible. The girls are on board. We're a team. He's like, you're not supposed to be stressed. I'm like, but this isn't stressful. This is where I'll get to hang out with my girls, you know? So anyway, I'm good. I'm feeling good. I'm ready to talk about this stuff before this baby comes out. And give um, everything we can to our listeners.
2: Me too, Bañadita, frescasita. No babies popping out of me, son popped.
0: <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. No. Este. Speaking of that, um, right before we, I had told uh, Luisa Magda, this is like the last two episodes that we're gonna record for a while because you know, Vero's Be- getting ready to to have her baby. And then I walked away. He's like, all right, good luck. Ho- hopefully, Vero doesn't have to leave to the hospital. I'm like, no. I'm like, well, she can leave to the hospital. But as soon as we start, we stop recording. So, ahí está. Um, pero, yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, this morning we were talking about, um, you know, off off record. Like, what, what we wanted to talk about and what September brings. And I think when we think of September, it's always like the start of the new school year. Las tres somos mamas. And we have kids. So, that means... You know, transitioning into new new school years, and also like new acti- means new activities. Um, I mean, even before we jumped on here, I was um, emailing with um, with two other moms that are. Gonna be in the ki- you know mom's in the kindergarten class and I volunteered to be one of the headroom parents along with someone else so you know we're trying to talk about like okay let's meet let's talk about what that will entail and then we were we're gonna meet with the current room parents of the kindergarten class that just left so um, yeah it's it's a lot of planning and um, yeah so I think um, I don't know do you guys want to start and or have a particular transition that you guys want to talk about or chime in about Vero Irene. I can talk about one of
2: mine. Like, I have yeah. a fun transition. Oh, well, yeah, you do. have a fun transition coming yeah. up. I have yeah, several it's... all the time, but Isaiah's going to be going to um, like a pseudo college for the first time. He's going to UCLA on Monday, and um, he's going to live there for two weeks. And so, we've been packing his dorm essentials. He had to buy his caddy. Remember that? Like, those memories of like using the shared bathroom. Yeah. He was asking me about it. He seems so excited. He's met a lot of his like dorm mates. They're in different states and even in different countries he said there's a kid as far as dubai coming to the program like really exciting stuff and the transition with him reminds Diego and I have college and it's just such an exciting time I'm so proud of him straight a student he got a's in honors classes ap classes I mean just like killed it I think the trip to Berkeley Ceci when we visited you really like reaffirmed for him which I thought could happen that he wants to go there so he's gonna have to not only be a good student but like a great student so he has done so well so he's been in this class virtually for a week getting to know his classmates and then he moves in and he was talking about his class talking about his professor how how his professor like how he has he said i have so many mind-blowing moments like this class is so good you know because college is so good it's just so different you don't learn about the generic traditional stuff you you really get into like a topic and a conversation so he was telling me all these great stories and it's a transition for me as a parent because he really is an adult he's becoming an adult he's a young adult and um though he's still my baby and under 18 like he's experienced so much and growing so much and it's good to see this human in him and i'm just having such a fun time with him he was talking about one of his classmates um suggesting they meet one last time before something was due last week. And he's had all these little breakout sessions and he's had all these meetings and random things that he's doing for 15 minutes, 30 minutes. It's like when you live on a college campus. So we got a really good laugh because he said something like, We were supposed to meet today at 930 or at 8. We're not gonna we're gonna meet at 930 now. And I go, Wow, that is so college. Like doing work at any hour of the day, late. Like you can meet at 1 a.m. next week when you're in the dorms, y'all are gonna have meetings at any point. He's like, Mom, the funny thing is that one kid that's kind of been our leaders suggested just said 1130 because this was due at 12 and I'm over here thinking like sure okay like I didn't think anything of it and I'm laughing I'm like that is so college and then he goes, and then this one girl chimes in. Wait, y'all mean Pacific Standard? Because I'm in New York. Like that would be two thirty in the morning for me. And they all like laughed, and they settled on nine. And I'm just telling them, like, I love that. I love the transition you're gonna have, the experience you're gonna have next week. Then I tell Diego the story like secondhand. And as soon as I said the thing about they're they're gonna meet at nine thirty, he's like, Oh my god, that's so college. Remember, like you know, you just study with your friends at any time, at any hour. I mean, we would be at Coco's or what was that, not Coco's, Carol's, like at one in the morning, Carol's two in the morning, three in the morning. With their little laptops. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like such a beautiful transition transition for my son it reminds me of my youth I'm so proud of him and it's a little sad it's bittersweet because he's really growing up and on top of everything he's getting his license this summer talk about transition so he's done that all on his own wow. he's been on it setting up appointments he finishes hours fast like he wants to get that license it's very exciting to see lots of teenage transitions in our home
0: I love that and sabes que me encanta más that you and Diego can totally relate like right so different from you know our experiences as first gen with our parents like nosotros we would tell them and you know a lot of times they didn't understand or, or necessarily uh know what we were telling them but ustedes see, you guys get it totally you guys have been there i mean you you said it yourself it brings back memories and with the shower caddy so it was reminding me of step you know our first program transitioning into college and what that meant and meeting friends so that's so exciting for him and um and then also another thing that you said was uh his uh him starting to to drive and getting his license and doing everything on his own. That's so such a like um you know, el primero, you know, your oldest, like being so independent and disciplined and just doing their his own thing. So I, know, I love thing. it. I love it. Oh, he, so, so
2: he's so taking personal. like three A P classes next year. He's like skipping Spanish four, he's gonna go to AP Spanish. He's like so fired up. I see him like packing his A P book and I'm like, Are you sure you wanna take that? This book called Cuando Llora Puertorriqueña, he's reading it for the summer for his A P class. He's like, Well you know mom, I'm already ahead. I decided to get ahead. I'd be behind if I waited until after the program. So if there's any downtime, but don't worry, I'm already ahead. I'm like, I'm not worried. I'm like, I wouldn't take it if I was you. Like, I don't plan on reading for my high school. I'm going to be having fun for the college class and your work and your friends and activities. He's like, you never know. I might be bored. I might have downtime. And he's like shoving his AP work in his uh, luggage. I'm like, I'm so proud of this kid.
1: Good for him. Good for him. That's awesome. It's trippy that you're saying that, too, because just last night I was telling you girls off, off the record, too. that my sister was like hey leave the kids with us tonight you know get some rest the baby you're gonna have a new baby in the next week and a half so get as much rest as you can and i had a bunch of stuff i was putting away like you know doing the nesting part which i really can't nest when we have the three little ones here and so much going on so it was really nice that my sister was like first off get better because um i just got sick off of my husband and the kids because they've all had a cough and a really bad throat infection and all this stuff but then it was nice to just, like, have some peace and quiet to, like, talk with my husband. And we ordered, like, a really good dinner. You know how we do date night in? I was like, ¿qué the home steak? Like, our last, like, good dinner together. So we ordered a nice meal. And we're talking about these things. About, like, hey, how crazy that our kids are. We're going to have such a different relationship with them in the sense of, like, being able to understand the things they're going through. Because we're first generation, right? Because we, we were the first here <clears throat> experiencing what our parents did not know. And we're like, how do we make sure that, that you know, we are able to have these conversations that they understand why we're doing certain things? And, like, it's just letting them know, you know, like, you know, our, our thing about speaking Spanish to them, right? It's like, well, how do we make sure that they understand that that it's important? I'm like, because we tell them. And then we started watching X-Men Apocalypse, and it's the part where Magneto, he's not, he's not dressed as Magneto, but he has a daughter right, and a wife. And he's singing to his daughter. <clears throat> and he goes, she goes, how did you learn that song, dad? Right. And he goes, well, my, my parents, I learned it from my parents and they learned it from theirs and theirs from theirs. And I think it's, it's if it's something that you value and it's important, you're going to pass it on. And you're going to tell them like, hey, this is why. And here you go. <clears throat> so I think that whole first-gen experience is so unique to us, but it's gonna bring us—we're gonna bind these two like foreign cultures in a sense, right? Like where our parents came from, and now the future where the where the future's headed, and remind them that it's like, hey, this is why it's so important to remember who you are, you know, keep certain traditions, certain values, and I think it gets scary as our kids grow older. Like my kids are still little, <clears throat> and Gali is transitioning from preschool to TK cuz she doesn't turn 5 till after the the deadline. So she'll be doing TK, but even then we're like, you know, it's really important that she we we wanted her to do dual immersion. So we're in that transition now of like, wow, she's a growing little girl. Like we were looking at pictures comparing her first day of preschool and se de ustedes. I'm like, And she's only 4. You know, I'm just like I'm going to be chillando. If I was Irina, like, I'd be like, I'm so proud of you and you're awesome. And why are you taking that book? Like, I would not be able to have a conversation with my child, you know? But I see her and I'm like, wow, she's come so far from like last August to today. And, you know, her transitioning and seeing that my uh, Joaquincito wants to be like his sister. She's like, I want to go to school. Yo quiero amiguitos. And and seeing them grow up and learning it's pretty awesome. So I'm <clears throat> I'm ready. I want to partake. I want to be a kinder parent if I can. But um, but I'm really excited for her that she's going to this new school. But she's also like, we drive by the school because it's like two blocks away. And we go to a park that's right behind it. And we've been telling her, like, or, or, like Otto specifically is like, Mira, Gali, that's your school. You're going to be in Emerson. Va ser un tigre de, de Emerson. And she's like, si, sí, un tigre. And the tiger's like a really cute little baby tiger, you know? It's like super cute. And she's like... Mami, ya voy a ser un tigre de Emerson, entonces, ¿cuando voy a la escuela mañana? I'm like, no, mami, you, like, you get a vacation, you get a break. You know, this is what we call summer vacation and love it, enjoy it. This is what you get to spend time here at home or wherever we, we, we make plans to do things. And you just have fun. And then you start school again and have school fun with fun with friends and all that stuff. I'm like, so in August, late August, ¿vas a ser un tigre de Emerson? And she's like, no, tengo miedo. Tengo miedo, es que no conozco. And that's the thing. They don't know. It's like for her, she's not just going to the next classroom. She's leaving that little unit of what she knew school was in her little world, transitioning to a new little school with people she doesn't know. But I feel that the fact that they'll speak to her in Spanish will make it a little more welcoming and then go from there. But that's my transition right now with the kids and then obviously adding a new one. So we'll see. I'll talk about this later. (laughs) Me preguntan después cómo me está yendo esa transition because ahorita we're still good. We're
0: still good. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely have to circle back on that note in a few months. Pero todo va a salir bien, vas a ver. You got this. You got this. Y Aquí estamos para echarte porras, apoyo en lo que sea. Eh, aunque si se, yo aunque sea de lejitos, hay no Irene, 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 eh? <laughs> Irene está más más cerca que tú. Pero yo acá de lejitos. Um, yeah, eso que estabas diciendo, pero de que you know, going to a new school, it's a it's a big change, especially for the little ones, our little ones. Este mine are going to kindergarten kindergarten the same the same school but it's like on the other side cuz they were on preschool on the other side and now they're going to be in the K through 8th la escuela grande you know the big school so they're excited about that um, they know that some of their friends are not not going to be going to the same school like one of their little best friends maddie you Maddie, I'm gonna miss her and whatnot I'm like well maybe you maybe she'll cut you know she's probably gonna come back when she's a little older and you know we can still have play dates con ella. um y como que están tristes this but I'll, you know I start I started saying like you guys can have play dates you know her mom and I still you know talk all the time and you guys were doing gymnastics together so maybe in the fall you guys can do that together to or ballet or you know we'll make it work and then i remember saying something like yeah and who knows you know throughout the years you guys will end up in the same schools i'm like what if you guys go to the college at this i'm like i even went there right what if you guys go to college con la maddie and like that that's gonna be cool and i said it like that como in passing and yesterday i heard them playing with each other and they're like yeah it's because you know i'm going to college and maddie's there too oh yeah and i'm oh yeah i'm in college too and i was like wow like five little year olds you know playing gay. they're in college and i'm like how cool is that you know it again i just said it like in passing like who knows where the future will take you maybe you, you'll go to college with maddie and they started playing like that's where they picked that up like that they, they were in college and they were college girls and um i know in their minds and worlds they don't un- really understand what that means but here and there we've we've um you know, we, we've incorporated those chats and like, you know, that mom and dad went to college. We'll show like our diplomas, their preschool diplomas. We have them here. And and with Luis, we said, let's let's frame them so we can put them in the room and they could see that. And then each each time they they graduate, they'll see like, OK, these are the diplomas that I'm that I'm you know earning as I go through these transitions in life. Um, yeah. So I think that's how I, you know, I guess deal with those transitions with the girls. I tell them beforehand, I prepare them. I tell them that, you know, change is okay. It might be a little scary. And then I show examples of, you know, things that I've done and how I, you know, when, when I went to a new school. Um, Oh, in fact, recently, um, I don't know if I've shared this with you guys. So Samantha is getting um, her two new like adult teeth. Before the two front had f- have fallen off, and she was scared he could give up a and she didn't want to go. We're gonna take her to the dentist to get get it checked out and essentially pulled out, and she was scared about that. And we said, well, you know, the tooth fairy, te va a dar una moneda for cada, cada tooth that you lose, and then the same thing happened to me as a kid. The, the same two teeth at the bottom started growing out be- before they fell out. So I also had to go get, get them extracted and whatnot. And so I told her, I'm like, hey... Um- I know it could be scary, but it's not I promise you it's not gonna hurt. It's they're gonna numb it. They're gonna put some gel on it and then they're gonna pull them off. And yeah, you're you're probably gonna bleed, but they're gonna put some cotton balls there to make it stop, and then you're gonna you know, you're gonna come out and you're gonna have two two teeth that you can put under your pillow and you're gonna get like a nice little surprise. So then she was scheduled to go this past Thursday and because you know they tested positive for covid we ended up canceling that and she was crying she's like i want to go to the dentist estaba llorando because she wasn't you know she was like, going to get that experience that we had like talked about all week you know and you how funny transition <laughs> yeah, she was already her. transitioned for, to that i'm like hey you know, um, remember, you know, she's like, but oh, I'm not sick. And, you know, I'll put a mask on. I'm like, yeah, but when this happens, you can't go because you might be feeling okay. But if you have it, then you can expose other people and make other people sick. I mean, that meant also not going to my parents' house again, um, you know, just to protect them. And so I said, I'm like, well, you can see your grandma and your grandpa. We'll FaceTime them and we did we did on thursday or maybe it was yesterday and all they kept on saying telling my mom I'm like abuela tengo covid abuela tengo covid pero me siento bien pero tengo covid no siento siento como que no tengo covid like i don't feel like i have covid but i have i have it and um i'm okay and i was just kid to see and gali gets a kick out of saying el virus el virus <laughs> Oh my god, kids are so funny. Kids are so funny with with that. Um last week when I was feeling better and and um and I dropped them off before they had tested positive, um the other two set of twins had been sick the prior week I mean with covid and so when i got there too, they they um they said like the tw- the other tens told me like we had covid like that's the first thing they told me hey we had covid and samantha interjects my mommy and daddy too they had covid too and i'm like like como si fuera like something to i mean it's kids but it was funny that they were like you know, it was a, the cool thing, right? The cool thing to show up and like, you know, they had COVID and like, oh, my parents had it too, you know? So a ver que tal this upcoming week when they go back to school, I'm sure they're going to be sharing like, yeah, we were at home. We had COVID. So.
2: Living with COVID now to like 12 months ago, 24 months ago, it's just so interesting that now COVID is like a cold. Everybody gets this cold. We have to define the cold that it is. We have to do a special protocol for it. It's like such an inconvenience, right? Like it's such an... Weird, like ya nos acostumbramos. Like we've gotten used to what it's like to have COVID. Like that'll probably never go away. It's just such a weird thing. And then traveling with it or adjusting for it. Like when we last traveled, we didn't really need it here in the U.S. anymore for airports or for restaurants for indoors. I get to Mexico and suddenly it's like back to mask world. And it was a weird, like oh man, yeah. And a little bit of time that I didn't need the mask. Like my sister and I kept forgetting masks. We're like i have got to put mask in our purse. Same with my son leaving to UCLA. They're gonna use the mask indoors. And like you have to take enough. You have to make sure you always have it. You walk into class without it like such another weird part of like living like this whole if you're sick what does it mean people kind of look at you like is it covid we had a neighbor that was really sick and we were all kind of not trying to hang out with him like it's just such a weird adjustment right i know that we talk about covid a lot in this podcast but i think it's like grown up with us <laughs>
0: mature yes, with us transition totally with us. <laughs> transition matured all of the above uh i know for me I, I i always think like you know now everybody well here in here in the city and surrounding areas people still wear masks indoors still people have them so to me it's so normal but i think about it how people before pre-covid uh, they were wearing ma, or you know, random person wearing a mask. You know, se no like it was weird. But now it's not. Now it's so so normal and part of our lives and whatnot. Uh, Luis recently went to Nor- New Orleans and he he was saying how everybody on the flight from here to I think he had a layover in Salt Lake City somewhere. And so from here to that flight, everyone was wearing masks. But then from that point on to New, or- New Orleans, Nadia, he's like, I still wear mine. And he swore he was going to get it during, you know, one of his business trips. He didn't, thankfully, but he ended up getting it acá. But yeah, it's so it's so it's always changing. And I feel that it's here to stay for a while and we see you know we see the numbers coming up in the summer when people like relax and get back together and all that and then and then things kind of relax and then otra vez en diciembre cuz así pasó i mean the past yeah. two years no and i think it's also like we've learned that it's a common
1: courtesy like if you're sick w- put a mask on it is and if you're going to be out and about like it doesn't matter if it's covid if you have a cough and you know that it's something that it's not good if you have a viral cough or bacterial whatever it is like you know what you have, you be responsible. Who cares what anyone, anyone else is saying? I think it's a common courtesy for everyone in general. Like, you want to go out, still go out, wear your damn mask. <clears throat> but I think that we've learned that. And it was something that we didn't do before. It was like, oh, all right, everyone, I just have a common cold. Well, it keeps spreading, <laughs> making it so common because we're not protecting everyone around us. So I think it helped make us a little bit more aware that way. Even though some of us, some people out there are more like, well, que importa si es just a common cold, le va a tocar a todos. And it really is like, no, you know, maybe the way that it hits you hits someone else different. Yeah.
2: It's cool to take a casual in your own family, but then you don't get to decide if our family is casual or not. That's the part that's interesting. Like, give me the decision to choose. Um, if I want to be around your spouse who has a cold or your kid wants to sleep over and they may have something, they're exposed to someone who's exposed. Like, I think we're becoming a little desensitized and the awareness is not the same for everyone. And, you know, then there's all the anti-believers and they don't want to vaccinate. and They don't. That's like a whole nother ball game, right? Like they've never believed in the vaccination. They're making fun of us for being sick with covid and we're so vaccinated and boosted and for being sheep. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But <laughs> yeah, I do cheap. wish that we, God, I wish this is, there's no perfect answer, but I wish that we could all transition to one happy middle ground and respect each other wherever you are. You mm-hmm. know, like like Vettel said, if, if you are feeling sick, like, why not take extra precautions? But I think some folks, out of spite, don't if they're on the side of it that don't believe in COVID. And that's like, ah, oh, we're never going to really be able to. <laughs> get out of this faster. It's going to take us a really long time because we're still disagreeing fundamentally on how to handle just illness in public. That That's like a whole episode in and of itself. But I do worry about the level of people just kind of passing it on and they don't care because now COVID is just a huge inconvenience. It's like people are canceling weddings or vacations or big opportunities go away. We have something at stake, my friend. Like We're not just going like, to let you go get COVID this weekend. But Anyway, that's another transition. Even transitioning your teens to live this way, to freaking live this way,
1: like she's like, "When are you tired to like walk into Seven Eleven and just grab a cup of COVID?" Okay, <laughs> no, <laughs> chill, homie. Real, chill, homie. Yeah.
2: But they are so tired. Like our kids are tired. Our teenagers are tired. I do think our kids are fatigued about that all, and that's another transition because it's like, don't give up on on the good fight, kiddos. Like you still have to do the right thing. It sucks. I know it sucks. I tell them all the time. I know it sucks. Like when you got to wear the mask or you can't go somewhere or you have to self-isolate. I know it, but it's like the greater sacrifice is for everybody. And I think it's a good lesson for kids. Like they can't have everything. They can't, like that's another concern too, that parents just want to give their kids everything and don't want to say no because of COVID. Like, we have to be able to say no to our kids. Like, you can't go to the gym today. Like You can't go to the park today. Duele un poco, right? You feel like you want to give your kids everything. But they're really good lessons for them to not think that everything is instant gratification. So my son is fine. He figured out stuff to do from home. He doesn't have to be in the calle this weekend. And he's in the calle like every weekend, right? Like, so sacrifice today for the greater good of all tomorrow. And I think... That's great. Because let him be the kid that shows up with COVID and the kid from Dubai gets it and the kid from New York gets it. And we were the ones. Yeah, We were the parents. So you have to just think about the other human and that transition, especially for kids and teenagers is a hard one because they have to learn that empathy piece, that sympathy piece. They have to learn to do things for other people and put themselves in their shoes. And it's a great lesson, I think.
1: That is a beautiful that is, lesson. Yes, that's a great point. Because it's not you. just them in this world. Tip yeah. of the day. It's you not just
2: them day. in this world. It's not just, right? It's such mm-hmm. a we're community in a lot of ways. It's beautiful.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, any other transitions that, you know, besides with kids and COVID, anything else that comes to mind that you, you'd want to share for our listeners?
2: I wanted yeah. to talk about a client of mine right now. Okay. And we can maybe all kind of pick from a client but I do have a client that's transitioning from being in a relationship that was on and off to being single and I am feeling for this client so much because I know those years of for me when I was trying to you know Stella got my groove back status and be like oh I'm better off without him I'm gonna get it together two minutes later I'm sad without him three minutes later I want to get back with him four minutes later I don't need him I look good I'm going on a date Da-da-da-da. there's such a swing in the <laughs> the transition of being with someone to being single and my advice to anybody going through that and this is my advice to my client is like take a deep breath take it slow because you're hurting because you're healing you're going to want to rush through this phase I feel she wants to rush through this phase and forget him and rush through this phase and move on and rush through this phase and be okay. And then suddenly, like suddenly we're working out. Suddenly we are eating better. Suddenly we do all the things we should have done with that man in our lives, you know? So that person wasn't our whole lives or woman. If you're dating a woman, breakups are such an interesting time. So I would say if you're going through one right now, if you're listening to this and this is looming and you're thinking of breaking up with someone or you just broke up with them, like it is okay to not know what to do for the next six months and to just take it day by day and breathe and don't do anything like irrational around your life and do do the things that a lot of us want to do. Like suddenly we want to work out again or see our friends again. Those those friends might be like, where you been? Like those friends might be like, you haven't been around now your man's not around. There's a lot that goes on with that transition. But I would say take your time after a breakup. Like it's such a hard advice. I know, but like don't rush to try to fix everything in haste and anger and, You feel shame when you're breaking up with someone. You feel embarrassment. You feel so many emotions. And I think you just have to go through them, like regardless of what your mom is going to say and your friends are going to say and the girlfriend that told you to break up with the person or the coworker that's opinionated, like you're going to get hit with everyone. So take your time, breathe through it. Don't make any rash decisions. Do the good things. Yes. And stick to those good things, not just in the immediate breakup, like make a plan to change your lifestyle if it's something you want to change for the long haul, not because, Oh, you're going to show them because I think nothing good comes out of that. I think you don't heal from a breakup. I think you don't actually move on from a breakup if you're so clouded and rushing and turbulent and everything around you just because you want to ignore sadness, like feel sadness just because you are angry at that person. Be angry. Talk about that. Talk about that. Maybe not with that person because that's not going to help, right? But. Who can you talk to about your anger that you feel like talk about those feelings of a breakup? We don't do it enough in our community as Latinas, as first gen. I feel that I love that we have clients that go through this because I feel like we're one of the first they go to. Because they know like, oh, you not going to judge them. It's all mm-hmm. guilt free. The community is like, tell me whatever you want. I'll tell you what I can relate to. Or I'll tell you if I think you're being crazy. Like, we don't do that enough. So take your time to find people in your corner in a breakup that are going to be good for you, not bad for you. Because I'm in the opinion, your family, everybody's a hot old mess during a breakup. And that oh, that is
0: hard. Oh,
1: and- girl. And then the thing is, family will be the quickest to say like por pendeja, que por esto y que no sé qué, and it's like, yo, let me go through what I'm going through. The thing is that, like, well, why didn't you say something before, mom? Why didn't you step up? And the thing is that when we, when our family or our friends tell us like, hey, I don't like that person for you, well, it's because you don't know what's going Says we get defensive too. Instead of having a conversation of like, well, what, what of that relationship don't you really like, or why don't you see, think this person is for me? And asking those questions are okay, and then you can hear them out and be like, well, you know what. No, I don't agree because you don't see this part of our relationship or maybe this. But at least it's in your mind. And I think when people tell us that, no, no, you don't just like you kind of like dismiss it. I feel that it's there and you kind of pay attention to those things. Right. Having gone through enough breakups, I think the only time I really gave myself the time to heal and really just look inward was after my breakup with Jesse, which was when he cheated and typically the other ones, like after I broke up with Walter, who was the fiance I had, you know, he had bought a home and all this other stuff. When I broke up with him, I really transitioned really quickly into this relationship with Jesse. And it was really fast, kind of like, well, I'm with this guy now and this is the right guy. And I went in really blinded, like not even really, ex- like, OK, what am I learning from this relationship to this relationship? And I, I kind of just really jumped really quickly and prior to that, you know, it was like people that I would date on and off, and that I was like I was really into them, but the things just never, re- you know, just didn't work out. But with that breakup with the, the last one that cheated, it really helped me um, process. We all process things differently, and I think when you when you end up hurt, when you end up feeling betrayed, when you feel like, but I did everything I could, then you blame yourself. You need time to process those emotions instead of jumping into doing something like relationship wise or thinking like or jumping back in with that person because you never know. Life can happen and then 10 years, five years, I don't know, you can end up back together if you have forgiven and forgotten, right? Because you have to forgive and you have to forget because you can't be bringing up old shit to the relationships, right? So the healing aspect and processing your emotions and processing what happened and making sure that you don't. Blame yourself immediately, or if you do, and that continuously blame yourself, is super essential. Like, I know that for me, it took me like over a year to like process, but it really helped that I delved into me. I was like, okay, if it was me that caused this, what about me was it? And I did do the therapy, and then I started working out. That's when I picked up running, and running really helped me just forget. Like, it would help me like my thoughts. Whatever thoughts came in, I would acknowledge them and like be like. But that doesn't make sense to me. Boom, out. Like you're out of here. Why are you making me feel this way? And I think it's our own very our own thoughts, the way we perceive things, the way we do things, that can either they're either gonna help us or keep us where we're at. You know, like feeling shitty. So take your time and really remember the things that you enjoy doing without this person, without this person. And if you can't remember them, discover them because the next time you go into a relationship. And I've said this before, Like you don't want to bring in this baggage because if you don't heal, there's no way there's new relationship you find with this amazing new person will work because you already have that self-doubt. You don't know what you need, what you want in the case that person is no longer there. So put in the time for you, give yourself that love, take yourself on vacations, give yourself life experiences. Find yourself a friend. I know I had my, one of my friends who's a therapist now. She was like my personal therapist. We would go on these long runs. And I think there was one part that I don't know if she really meant it <laughs> when she told me this, but I know she was probably doing it to be like, help me process without fe- feeling like the need to run back. But she said to the, she said this to me. She said, "I you know what? I have a feeling that you too, your story isn't done yet. Your story isn't done yet, but just, you know, focus on you and take care of you. But I have a feeling like your relationship was so like was a, a unique and special relationship. I don't think it's quite done. And in my head, I was like, yeah, you're right. But let me just focus on me. Who knows what will happen in a year? Who knows what will happen in two years? And right now that I was thinking about it, I was like, I think that was her way of telling me, like, take it day by day, because you never know. And day by day I got better. And I knew and a year later I was like, I don't need to go back to that. We were done. But the fact that she helped me, like gave me that little piece of hope that, you know, it was kind of like, oh, this helps. So with your client or with anyone that's out there, it's like your story isn't over. And if you feel like you need closure, you'll eventually get it. Maybe not the way you expected it, but you'll get it. And the thing is that you are the one living your life. You are the one in this constant battle of feeling like getting better, processing the hurt, healing. And in the meantime, you're like rediscovering who you are and you're like, Becoming stronger and better for it. So, there you go. That's all I have. To, that's all I have to say.
0: <laughs> both points that you bo- both said and shared uh, reminded me of something. I know this is about transitions and whatnot, but I think this is part of my what my transition was back then. Uh, a couple episodes ago, we were talking about breakups and how what advice we would give women. And you know, the last breakup I had, or big breakup that I had that I remembered was the one where this guy broke up with me uh, weeks before in you know my law school exams my first year of law school and then how that summer I was like you know girlfriends uh spending time with girlfriends but then I I right now just remembered I'm like yeah and I also like looked for like a rebound essentially like I started dating this guy from law school right away right and I think in my mind I knew it was a rebound like I knew it and I felt like I as you guys both were talking I remember saying being very explicit I'm going to graduate from law school I'm going to go back you know, to, to up North, I'm going to, I'm going to go back and, you know, relive my life. And in my mind, I felt that coming back, I was going to get back with this guy. So I always had this in my mind, that guy from Sacramento, I always thought that I always felt that. Um, and in fact, After we broke up, um, you know, the guy with the email and everything, months later, like, he started calling me again. He started, like, you know, me tenía todavía ahí, like, ilusionada, right? And he would call me, and then, uh, so I was hopeful that that would happen, but I still kept this rebound guy around, you know, why? Maybe because me sentía sola, maybe because, you know, law school was tough, and I was like, well, he was my study buddy and stress reliever, right? I'm going to say it. Um so then that just kind of dragged on and again I felt like I was very explicit saying hey I didn't want a boyfriend necessarily but then he turned into a boyfriend and then, you know, he we were together essentially like the n- next two years of law school. Um, and then I told him that we were going to break up because I was going to move back up here, back up north. And I just didn't I didn't want to have a long distance relationship. But I think I said that because I was thinking, oh, well, I'm going to get back and I'm going to get back with this guy. Así se cosas. las Didn't happen. Newsflash. And I came back. And then I remember I remember just feeling lonely. Like I just I felt lonely. Like I was so used to just having like a partner and and I remember, you know, contacting this guy again, the law school boyfriend, again and then we just kinda rekindled and got back together. But you know, nunca I don't know, I just never I never felt super I never felt in love, right? I never felt in love. I was just como que era Someone that understood me, someone that was there during like the difficult, stressful years of law school. Did you guys meet him? The law school boyfriend? Okay. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. You guys had. (laughs) And then I, then I, i was still with him when i met luis during the oh okay so anyway i came back you know i was back i i was i was a lawyer todo eso and i remember meeting up with the guy from sacramento and when i saw him i remember like we hung out and when i saw him like ya no senti nada i was like oh my god i'm like i held on to whatever this god thank fucking god thank god but i remember thinking like I hung hung on to this like I pensé que era amor, and I thought it was like oh my god, this is gonna be the guy for me. And I saw him, ya no sentí nada, and I'm like, what the hell? Like, como que it was a like a light bulb right moment where like oh my god, I was holding on to this that I thought this was gonna be my life after law school. Y no, y el pobre law school boyfriend lo tengo acá como c- kind of just dragging on. But at the same time, again. I was very explicit. I was like, I didn't, you know, I didn't want to do the long dis- distance. I knew that, you know, my life was gonna going to be up here up north, and so why was it gonna continue this long distance relationship? So anyway, fast forward, I'm still with the law school boyfriend, still, you know, dragging along, and I meet my current husband, and like, pff, el flashazo. Um, mind you, I didn't go on a date with my husband until. Like, it was official con el law school boyfriend that I broke up with him. Um, y logo, right? Logo logo, I, like, texted Luis. I'm like, oh, my How man. long did it take you? How long did it take you to officially break it off? Uh, after, so, okay, so I had broken up with him when we graduated law school. So, that was, like, fall of 2011. And then we got back together... 2012 at some point and then i i I probably dragged it on another year so uh around may of 2012 that's when i broke up with him over the phone because it was like long distance right and then um yeah so yeah i just dragged it on for another year no say maybe i just felt like lonely it was hard times it was like a new a, a new transition for me, like stepping, you know, from like not passing the bar to passing the bar, uh, to being like the first year as a lawyer and I just maybe I just felt lonely, so I kinda like he had already gone through that, the law school boyfriend, he had already kinda like started his his um uh, you know, his his career as a lawyer. So I don't know. I don't know what it was, you know, también yo immature or or whatever you want to No, call I, it.
2: I think that's the thing about transitions, like you're meant to have certain relationships at certain points in your life. Like he actually met a great need at that time because he understood you. He was a lawyer in practice. He passed the bar too. Like Mm -hmm. he was the relationship you needed at that time. Yeah. And there's no judgment in that. Like you had to transition beyond that because he wasn't the relationship you needed for the rest of your life. And that's okay. Like, and I think that our listeners need to hear that too, that like, this is what I've been going through with my client. Like this isn't wasted time. There was something there. There was something learned. There was something good. And I want this client to process the good, learn from the bad and not take all of that junk into another relationship. That's why I say, take your time. Because with you it seemed like you had a clear sort of end with that because it, it served its purpose. And Luis yeah. saw such a future and you knew it was gonna serve a purpose and there was no looking back. And that's why you didn't fill the butterflies with that one guy. Because yeah. that was all fantasy. Yeah, but were, it didn't fit in your life. So that was yeah, that transition was right. like a dead stop. He didn't yes. fit in your life. So relationships all have value, even the ones that don't work out. I think so.
0: Good point.
1: Otto was remembering your ex from Sacramento. He's like he looked like he just could break. Oh <laughs> he could my just god. Break <laughs> this guy. <laughs> why? How yeah, like, did why? I was No, he was like he's like his skin just looked like it was gonna fall off. <laughs> Like, he was like a break.
0: My sister. Like, it was just like. He was kind Yeah, handsome,
1: though, no? Yeah, no, was he was good looking. looking. Yeah.
0: Um, my sister always said que tenía cara de chiste. Ah, yes, con su cara de chiste. <laughs> Joke face. Whatever that means. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just think of the yeah. joker. Yeah. Maybe he wasn't that crazy looking. He wasn't. Mi marido está mucho más chulo. I was like, don't tell her. Don't Ay, tell I don't her. care. <laughs> I don't care. We people. need. comic I, relief I, on the podcast. I kind that of was remember funny. that was funny. To be to be honest, now that you mentioned that, I remember when I first started dating this guy. That like I had gone out with him, and then like I remember maybe Mikey and Otto were there, and I remember Otto like talking shit to me and saying como que no le like ah, ese, like creo whatever. And, uh, I think he came off like that with like my guy friends like como que no sé algo así. So he he my guy friends didn't really like him to be honest, now that he I, I remember. I think he was like just the protective guy that he was. of you. He came off like as yeah. the guy that he this was. did he <laughs> break up
2: with you in an email? Like the guy that he was, probably. But he came off like a dick, like a shallow dude, probably. Yeah. The guy that read it. The great instinct. And then he ran. shallow skin. He was going to break. His
1: was about to throw in her mouth. That's how he was about to break. I don't care. Yeah.
0: That's so funny. That's so
1: funny. That's another transition to, like, I think friendships, right? I remember in college, like, I went into, co- into college not really having a lot of uh, girlfriends. And then, you know, hermanas happened, and I got, you know, I, had, I grew close to a lot of these women. And I'm like, this is what it's like to have female friends. This is what it's like to have, like, a tribe. But then I also had a lot of really good close guy friends. And then graduating, transitioning to, like, from college into what the, we call the real world— a lot of those friendships slowly kinda just dissipated. And I miss my guy friends. I missed having them around. Like even at work I would like ma- like siempre me llevaba bien con lo- with all the dudes. Like I was such a guy's girl. You know, I always felt that way. But I'm like, damn, this really sucks that for some reason or another that we can't um for some reason like male and female relationships like easily dissipate even when you really just have a genuine love and care for these people as friends. So I kinda miss that. I miss having the dudes, but then I'm like, I have the dude I want in my life, you know, that can give me a perspective and all this stuff. But like, having those friends, like, because I think that a lot of times many, many guys can help us give us a whole different perspective on things, right? And they just see things differently because of their experiences as men growing up and us as women. And I think those kind of relationships are essential to help us kind of be like, well, what would my guy friends say about this guy, you know? What, what, what would they have experienced or what would they do in this situation? So I feel that if you have any friends, like if you don't have any guy friends, make a guy friend. Like I think it gives us a, a completely different world view and perspective on things that sometimes we don't think so. So I think I, I miss that. My transition from like college and not having and going into the real world and losing those guy, those friendships, um like i miss that i, I definitely do because i remember thinking like these guys are totally coming to my barbecues and my kids birthday parties like these are my homies you know and then no no para nada.
2: <laughs> diego has always said that it's he doesn't really believe and i think now we're older maybe his Reference and point of reference has changed, but when we were younger and in our 20s, he would always say that he didn't believe guys and girls could be friends. He always thought that, Luis says friends. that. Yeah. Luis he always thought somebody yeah. was secretly attracted to the other. He's like, I always, I've known guys that, oh, that's my friend, that's my friend. And I always know that they're secretly pining for her, want to get with her, or girls. See so the other guy, there's, oh, he's like, I don't see it. He's like, I think it's, I can't think of a situation where I didn't see it turning poorly. I don't believe it. He just never saw it. He just never saw. And then it'd be funny because I try to come up with examples of guys and my friends. He's like, oh, he's not really that, that your friend. And then he with his other example was like unless one person is like super attractive un- unattractive in the equation he's like then i get it like super unattractive and there's like no f- physical chemistry but he always felt that there was that develops he's like especially friendships like it it is like a breeding ground for physical chemistry so i think that it's interesting because those people all kind of faded away when you got married maybe secretly those people were not your friends and wanted to get with you know oh, no, they fit, That's Diego they theory. fit, they
1: fit it away before they <laughs> before
0: that, that's funny yeah. my dice lo mismo and but and i'll do and i'll do the same i'm like yeah i'm like what what about everardo when was the last time you hung out with everardo i'm like oh yeah, yeah. i guess that our, he came to our wedding um and then what and i'm like well what about um like kevin kevin my my colleague i'm like we still like hang out with him i'm like he came to mexico to visit us he's like yeah but vino con su familia i'm like oh, yeah i guess so yeah that's
2: different that's like different. families can be families friends but yeah i think 101?
1: i think
0: and th- oh, y'all yeah. swingers,
1: girl, and let's y'all down a swing and be like, hey, you know, <laughs> we've
0: been <laughs> as
1: a couple, we've been attracted to your couple. So what's up with the couple being family.
0: couples? You know? Yeah, no, I think, um, I think it's. Po- I mean, I think it's possible in that, like cuando ya la familia se hace amistades, I think it's possible and still, like I, I, you know, like again with Kevin and his family, um, yeah, I, you know, before getting married, I used to go out with like my buddies from the firm and get drinks, and Kevin was there. Um but now it's like families like he came with his family to Mexico City we hang out. Um El- Wait, El- but did any of those people that got drinks with you did they, did they ever flirt with you? No, I mean I think they kept it professional. I mean That's nice. Yeah, yeah. And um este I was going to say someone else. Oh, Everardo El yeah, he just kind of felt like the last time I saw him was we all saw him probably was my wedding, I think.
1: I just think that I, there is a chance. I have been <laughs> There has been many points in my life where I realized, like, oh my god, you guys were fucking, weren't you? <laughs> when I have like friends that are, oh, we're just friends. But it's good to be no because, from my experience, I've been able to separate the two. But then my friends have proven me wrong <laughs> time over time. Like, oh yeah, we're friends. You know, I got friends. No quote, Off
0: record, Kimmy. <laughs>
1: like you guys were fucking oh shit get in there. why did i believe it you know <laughs> but anyway it's it's tough to do that so uh, anyway i'm not surprised anymore but this stuff that happens
0: uh first episode of september wrapping up uh thank you for listening just want to mention here that if you are enjoying the conversation if you have other topics that you want us to discuss you know how to find us if you follow us on social media our handle with facebook and instagram and Instagram is at level of Latina. Um, also, if you want to email us, our email is admin at level of Latina We're also on Twitter. Our handle there is at Latina underscore up. Also, if you're a small business and you want to promote your business on our podcast, hop on over to our site to purchase your business. Shout out that on our website level of Latina You can find out more about our one on one coaching by booking your free assessment or also sign up for our guilt-free Squad group we have some great sessions coming up with the Girl free squad so stay tuned um with that it's a wrap chicas thank you for tuning in thank you for listening thank you for sharing about your different t- transitions in your life so gracias besos chulas besos don't forget to level ciao, ciao.